Sorry ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. We're the stars of this piece of shit! I am Big Kev. Why do they call you Big Kev? Ooh. I am OG. Oh look, he's got a billion toys. I am PK. <laughs> I say we stay here and fight it out. OG's not actually racist against many people. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. I'm not really angry all the time. This is Kevin destroying the Toy Beast Legends box set. Fucking garbage! Why? Why? You know how I know that you're gay? How? Because you're gay and you can tell who other gay people are? Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. Big Kev's Geek Stuff dot you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you want! Hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. We're a bit rudimentary today. Probably because uh, PK is because here. PK is not here oh, with wow. his fancy oh. soundboard. Let's oh, write the date down. What? PK is in here. How rare. <laughs> hey, you two have missed about the same number of shows. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I have missed way more in 11 years. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've been late to a bunch. You have been late to a bunch. Uh, but missed? You've missed, you've missed, a, you've a, missed a healthy handful. Yeah. A healthy handful. I've missed a few. Well, We've all know, missed a few. Listen, sir, when I need to prepare to go throw burning things around with my friends, hey, you know, I can't be here. Listen, that takes a lot of practice and patience. And quite honestly, I like PK and his eyebrows. And I, 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 I granted the day off. I was going to say, I can't wait to see him come back with that singed beard. <laughs> Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> come back looking like Deadpool. Shut up. <laughs> see, we don't need him. I yeah. can do the shut up right here. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is Big Kev's Geek Stuff. This is episode 456. We're calling this one. On the road to 500. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, stupid spoilers. Stupid, stupid spoilers. Ooh, double stupid. Yep, it is double it's stupid. It's more stupider. <laughs> it is more stupid. Uh, don't forget, if you'd like to give us a call over at the GVM line, you can do so by dialing 201-730-BKGS. Yes. So anyway, that, no, I was trying to do the thing. <laughs> I know, where I, just, I know. But it's actually 201-730-2547. We did get a really good voicemail that we were going to play this week, um, but it's really kind of PK-specific. So we're going to save that for next week. 
Um, we can say that Tell a Friend is still going on. Tell a Friend is still going we've on. Had, I was, uh, we've had a yeah. few entries, yes. which are good, yes. and uh, we're going to be announcing at least one prize next week. Yes. And, uh, you know, the object here is, uh, hey, you like Big Kez Geek stuff? You might know people that like Big Kez Geek stuff. Indeed. So you should tell them about Big Kez Geek stuff. What? All of those things are accurate. Crazy talk. And then give us a call at the GVM line or... Drop us a line over at BigKevsGeekStuff at gmail.com. That's right. And open that email with, hey, Kev. That's right. Get you disqualified immediately. And let us know, uh, hey, this guy told me about uh, Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Yes. And I'm now listening, and uh, you might win yourself a prize. That's right. And if you get disqualified, that's on you. <laughs> it's on you. All right. Where are we at? All right. Well, we have news. Well, that's good. Um, but we could start <laughs> we off just with sit here and talk about nothing. For let's an start hour. about off with you saw Wonder Woman. I did see so Wonder Woman. I have not yet seen it. I don't know if PK has seen it or not, but he's not here, so who cares? But you did see it. I did. I'm going to spoil it for you. Okay. Uh, uh, Wonder Woman wins in the end. Um, I'm not surprised. So the big question on everybody's mind. Oh boy, Big Kev, is did you like Wonder Woman? So, uh, yes. Okay. But there are very specific reasons why I liked it. But I do have some criticisms as well. Okay, but having criticisms is okay. Okay. It is absolutely fair to say this is by far the best of the DC Cinematic Universe movies. Yeah, but that's like the saying... The DCCU. That's like saying that a I, penny is better than a pile of shit. Right. I mean, that's it's like being valedictorian yeah, right. of summer school. Right, yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, but it's important to say that I saw an amazingly funny Twitter conversation that became a meme. I don't know okay. if you saw this one or not. Uh, it was a, it was a it, it was a, a guy who said, "I'm not sure if I like the message that Wonder Woman sends." And the woman responds, "What? That a woman could be a superhero and strong and powerful?" And the guy responds, "No, that." That DC movies can be good. <laughs> That's funny. Setting high expectations <laughs> for children, which, which clearly are not going to be met. Which I thought that was really funny. That's very funny. On to the movie. Yes. Um, so let me talk about the things that I liked. Okay. It's set in World War One. Yes. Which is a period I think doesn't get enough. And especially since we just entered the 100th anniversary right. of the U.S. entering that war, I thought that was really interesting. Um. I don't think her original origin is World War One. It's not. It's I think two. it's World War Two. That's correct. So I know that that's one change. <clears throat> there also are some changes to her origin that I haven't had an opportunity to really investigate yet. Okay. But I don't know how I feel about them. But I think more diehard Wonder Woman fans, if they're going to have a problem with something, it's probably going to be that. Okay. Um, and that concerns her parentage, some other things. And I'm not going to ruin here. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do that kind of spoiling. Um, <laughs> the, the, I guess one of the reasons that I really like it is because it really reminds me of First Avenger. Yeah, I've seen other people sort of not uh, not critically make that comparison, right. but. Kind of like, oh, this kind of feels yeah. a bit like First Avenger. Yeah. Yeah. In all the best ways. Right. That's what I mean. It's, right. it's not a criticism. It's more yeah. just uh, you drew no, a comparison. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, like I said, I really like it. I like a lot of the sequences. Okay. So, and it's, again, 
best DCCU movie yeah. so far. Okay. So let's talk about the criticisms. The criticisms are this doesn't feel like Patty Jenkins' movie. Okay. Who is the director, who's getting all the praise because she's first yeah. woman director. Has such a huge opening. And and I, good for her. God bless her. She's This has been a dream of hers. Sure. I heard an interview with her on NPR, and that's all great. It doesn't feel like her movie. It feels like Scott Snyder's movie. Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, sorry. It feels like, it definitely doesn't feel like Scott Snyder. No. It feels like Zack Snyder's movie because this went into production, clearly, and stayed that way uh, all through the production and the editing process um, before they decided that they needed to move away from Zack Snyder's style. Okay. So there is a lot an overused slow motion during fight sequences. Think three hundred. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like on that level of okay of amount of slow motion sequences. Um, the tone is dark. See, I the haven't heard that. Is, I've heard that the tone is actually pretty, and I've heard that the palette is actually pretty bright, and that the tone is there's a, a good amount of healthy humor in, in there. In the beginning, no, that's actually no, that's true. I meant the tone. What I meant more was the palette than, okay. than the tone. The palette is that sort of paled out a little bit. Now, granted, when they're on the island and everything, yeah, yeah it's all bright and cheery. I'm talking more about the bulk of the movie, which is the right. war part of the movie. Yeah, I mean. And I, not to, I haven't seen it, but so just the only thing I could think about that is, is that, you know, you have a certain amount of creative cohesion that has to exist. Yeah. And so you, you can't, you can only play with that. Right. So much. I think, I think it would have been, uh, I think it would have been a better film if they had, even in the editing process, which maybe they couldn't do because of the way special effects work. If they had just gone with sort of more regular speed sequences right. rather than the slowdown sequences. Um, characters are great. Chris Pine, great character. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gal Gadot, excellent. Yep. Uh, uh, too bad the entire country of Lebanon will not be enjoying the movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, I mean, all of those things are really great. Real quick story. I saw a Gal Gadot interview, mm-hmm. and uh, she said she took her daughter – I guess recently, maybe before it opened or or, or recently, uh, took her daughter to a park, you know, where they had never been before, I right. guess. And the daughter goes off to play with the other little kids. And, you know, how little kids are, you know, they kind of, you know, yeah. get get chatting and whatever. And the little and, the, and Gail Godot's daughter says, well, my mother's Wonder Woman. Right. right. And I guess some of the other mothers heard that and they look at Gail Godot yeah. and Gail Godot goes, oh, no, no, no. You know, like. Yeah. Every mother is Wonder Woman, and she totally plays Plays it off, and they didn't believe that she was Gail Gadot. That's pretty funny. I was like, that is the cutest story of all time. Yeah, that's really cute. So I thought that was really funny. But yeah, overall, I mean, would I I like to see it again? I I mean, if it's on cable or something, I might check it out to see what I missed. Right. I'm not going to the theater. So so I want to see it. Um, I really want to see it, and I'll go see it in the theater. Regarding will I watch it a second time, I'm going to just put this in perspective. I have seen Man of Steel twice. I have seen Batman vs. Superman twice. And I have seen Suicide Squad twice. But not in the theater. Not in the theater. But I watched them two times to see if there were things that I missed or to see if maybe my initial impression was misguided. Right. So I will hopefully see it in the theater next week. 
Um, and I will probably see it again when it comes out on disc yeah. or whatever. Right. Look, it was a it was a it was a really awesome it was a really awesome weekend for DC. In fact, all, did you see all those Marvel guys that were like, "Way to go, yeah, Gail Chris Goodell, Pine, a way lot to go, of, Patty yep. Jenkins." You know, like they're all they're all behind it and everything and the success and it really was amazing for women and so on. I'm not trying to take any of that away. Yeah. But let's be honest. The first week was was a done deal. Next week is right. the week. But it's got so much buzz and yeah. all of it positive. I know. I, I think it's going to be a juggernaut. I, and and look, I, I hope it is. I've been saying this all along. I want it to be good, so yeah. I really hope so. You know, it's it's funny the 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 comment about the all the Marvel guys giving that it's just do. You know, the only real place in the world. I mean, maybe with few exceptions, where there's a rivalry between DC and Marvel is with the fans. Like that doesn't exist at like the corporate level. It it, ex- it exists at the comic level, though. I, no, not even in the books. Oh no, not but, in the books. No, 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 no. The business of the books, absolutely yes. Not as much as you think. When I went to DC, okay. when I took the tour of the the office. There wasn't a desk, a creative desk that I walked by that right. didn't have Marvel, Marvel toys, statues, et cetera, on their desk. Yeah, I know. They have a whole section of the office that's Marvel books. And I asked about it. I said, that's kind of funny. And they said, you, we, we share books. Like, they send us ours. We read them. We uh-huh. like them. I mean, that could, have been a, that could have been a little bit of a face that they were putting on, except that the person that gave the tour was a friend and had no reason to keep up appearances. Okay. Um. I'm not saying no animosity exists, but I don't think it's as deep as the fans make it out to be. The that's fans fine. are really the that's fine the the angry part. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Okay. So Wonder Woman overall for you was good. Yeah. Um. We'll see where the rest of the DCU goes from here. I'm not convinced. Now, did you see? Well. Now you probably I, I did see that article you, you posted on, on our Facebook page. Um. I don't think that I think that article was really kind of just a confirmation of something that a lot of people suspect. And the article pretty much said that. Justice League and Aquaman are absolutely happening because right. Justice League is just about done and yep. Aquaman is already in past principal and onto primary and filming. Um, it's done. I think it's in post. Oh, is it, is it in post already? I think it's in post, oh, okay. I didn't yeah. think it was that far along. I think it um, is. But everything after that is kind of hinging on Justice League. That, and, and look, the movie that's supposed to be immediately after that was supposed to be The Flash, but that is languishing in hell. Yep. Where, then it was going to be The Batman, which... Right. As far as we know, is still moving forward. And then there's also Batgirl, which we have a director for. Gotham City Sirens is still in the works. Right. We got some news today that Suicide Squad, that there's a script potentially being penned in the works. That's in the news, too, but we can kind of skip it because we're saying it now. Because um, that's really all there is, that there's a script in the works. The Batman. Um, so, but we've said this before. Everything hinges on Justice League. If Justice League does okay to good, things will move forward. If Justice League does bad, things will not move forward. My personal opinion, Justice League is going to do well enough for it to move forward because we'll see. Batman versus Superman did well enough. Suicide it might not have done where they wanted it to be. It might not have broke the mil- billion mark like some of the other films that have been released in recent history, but they were still all financially viable. And I don't think they're going to pull the plug on it. Um Wonder Woman 2 is sort of unofficially announced although patty jenkins has not yet signed a contract that's true um to do it i think we'll hear but she wants to do it i think we'll hear about that very soon yeah i can't imagine that they're not going to give it to her if they don't give it to her that really just solidifies their idiots like there's just no there's just that you know 
like Warner Brothers is run by Trump. Like it's that level of stupidity. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's there's no way they can't give it to her if she wants it. Right. Like I just can't imagine any scenario unless she just like goes around like, you know, skull fucking member. Like what could she do to not get the movie? You know what I mean? Like I I, could you imagine anything she could do to not get it? Not at this point, no. No, but right? So again, again, yeah. It's Warner Brothers number I know, one. Right. We're in week one. I know. Number but, one. But again, the buzz. Remember, all those other movies dropped off because there was no buzz surrounding them. And the negative press. Well, there, were, there hurt was the negative bu- buzz. Well, yeah. The negative buzz hurt those movies yeah, yeah. to a certain degree. Positive buzz, generally speaking, carries a movie. Well, so negative. negative. If it, if it was only negative buzz. No, it's not only negative buzz. But, but negative buzz, generally speaking, squashes people on the fence and repeat viewings. Do you know anybody who... Didn't go to see Suicide Squad in the movies, but then saw it later. Was like, "Fuck! I wish I had seen this in the movies." I know, right? But I know a lot of people that saw it in the movies that really liked it. So well, I don't know why they. Well, there's really crazy liked it. people everywhere, yeah, sir. Well, everybody has a lapse in judgment once in a while. All right, let's move on with our news. Yes, sir. Um, it looks like, uh, according to Variety, a report that came out of Variety, that there's going to be a live-action Cowboy Bebop TV series that's going into development. Writer Chris Jost, who worked on or who wrote uh, Thor: The Dark World and Ragnarok, mm-hmm. um, is tied to the project. Um, I don't think they actually have an outlet for where it's to go yet. If you remember, Cowboy Bebop is one of those properties. It's an anime property that's been bouncing around as far as a film franchise goes for years. For a while, Keanu Reeves was tied to the project to play Spike, the lead. And I think that was before he became John Wick. And I'm pretty sure he's John, he was John Wick 2 has come and gone already. 3 has been greenlit and starts filming soon, I think. Yep. So he's, that, that film, if it, that film was hinged on Keanu Reeves, it's not happening. Um, but we're getting a TV series. You know what I like about it is it's one of the few... And you know how I am about the anime. Yeah. It's actually one of the few that I enjoy. So I've never actually seen it. Oh, really? No, but I'm surprised. it's one of the ones that I've been told for years and years and years yep. and years and years yep. um, that if I am a fan of Serenity and that whole universe. <laughs> I get that now. That, uh, that I would really enjoy Cowboy Bebop. And yep. for that reason alone, I should check it out. Yeah. And it's one of those ones that I want to check out. But much like everything else. It's you know you have to find the time. It was I think the original series was twenty six episodes and a, and then there was a film as yep, well, a special. So you know I've got to find twenty. I got to find thirty hours. You know, shy well, of thirty half, hours. Oh, they're half hour episodes or they're hour episodes. Um, no, I think they're half hour. Point being, still thirteen. Hours. I still have to find fifteen hours then right. to, to watch them. It's it. I probably will be more motivated to try to get through them before the series takes right. off if it actually makes it past development. But yeah. here's what I hope: I hope the the I hope the interest uh, gets them out on Blu-ray. Yeah, because they're not on Blu-ray. They're right? not currently available anywhere. Yeah, they're out I, of you print. might be able to watch them on sites like Crunchyroll. Yeah, but yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. If no. you have a sub to Crunchyroll. I know. I'm yeah. not as old as you, but I still appreciate the physical media. I buy, I buy physical media. I, I just picked up Rick and Morty season two the other day. What? that? That's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray, yeah. Oh, I, I kind of want that, I guess. I, I, that's, that's the Damn kind it. of thing where I feel like I'll go back and watch them. I don't know. Maybe because I've watched several episodes and both seasons five or six times already just because. I'm actually making my way through the series. That's what I mean. Like, it's just like, you're just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I just introduce new people to it and it's like an excuse yeah, to watch yeah, them all again. Exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, Neil Bloomkamp, Bloomkamp. Uh, is planning a District 9 follow-up. Well, and, now. Um, and and has District also 10. kind of confirmed that uh, Alien 5 is dead. Um, I don't think anybody is shocked by Alien 5 being dead. We've actually spoke about this um, a couple times now. Um, so, But a District 9 follow-up, I'm pretty excited about. I think it actually looks... I liked District 9 a lot. Um, I'm okay with him. Um, just jumping ahead in the Prepshitika, what there Why? was a there was a full trailer this week for uh, his anthology movie series. Remember last week we talked about the teaser that dropped Oat Studios. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a full trailer this week okay. for uh, the short films, and I was reading a bit about it and how they're handling it. These are going to go to Steam. Okay. Okay. The reason they're going to go to Steam. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this quote, and um, this is really kind of exciting. So after thinking about it for a while, I came up with the idea. I needed a place that I could sell short films, and it felt like iTunes or any of the obvious outlets were massively lacking in any other avenues besides the film themselves. In other words, they don't give users the ability to look at all of the behind-the-scenes artwork in any real way. The more I thought about that, the more it became, what if the users had access to all of the 3D files that we used for the visual effects? If we just gave that away with any one-time purchase and you could render the stuff yourself, or what if we just give away all of the raw footage of one of the pieces and anyone in the audience could just recut the entire things themselves? Uh, it stems from all uh, stems from all of the music or, voice or, uh, or voiceovers from the actors. I just wanted to open it up and let people remix it. So the trailers look really cool, but on a on like a interactive collaborative front, front it sounds like he's onto something that's really neat, and it yeah. sounds like it could end up in some really fun and exciting products projects. And I'm okay with it. Choose I don't have Steam; I have to get a, a way to stream Steam. But choose your own adventure. That's it. That's pretty much it. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Check out the trailer. Um, it's you just look up Oat Studios, and, and you can Oops. find it. Tom Cruise has confirmed that nobody gives a shit about a Top Gun sequel. Do you care about a Top Gun sequel? Only, if, only, only if they get Val Kilmer back. So Val Kilmer took to social media, I believe, today and is prepping for it. Oh, yeah? The title of the second film, according to Tom Cruise, is going to be called Maverick, which makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was his call sign, wasn't it? He was Maverick, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and Val Kilmer was Iceman? Iceman. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Real sequel to, Tom, to Top Gun, like... Wasn't it like 85? 30 years uh, later, you know, whatever it is. Uh, are they going to get Kelly McGinnis back? Because she don't look so good now. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, according to the producer, Jerry Bruckheimer, he Goose will not teased, be returned. <laughs> uh, that the sequel will deal with the rise of an unmanned drones and pilots becoming a thing of the past. Um, and then we we had heard that guys like Maverick and Iceman were going to be kind of charged with maybe training this next generation of... I don't know. It sounds like a lot of horse shit to me. I don't really care that much. Highway to the dollar zone. Listen, the only good thing that can come out of a Mavericks or uh, Top Gun sequel, as far as I'm concerned, is it gives Archer writers more excuses to do the danger zone bit. Danger zone! <laughs> That's it. And also... <laughs> And also maybe another uh, fantastically recut trailer yeah. that makes it look like Tom Cruise and Iceman are a thing. Yeah. Did you ever see that one? No. Recut trailer? You have to see that. But what, what is that? What's that clip from the, the – what movie is that from? Is it True Romance? 
The movie with uh, they're talking about how gay Top Gun is. The the homosexual overtime isn't it? Quentin Tarantino is delivering the monologue. Oh, what movie is that? I Someone re- will know. I really don't know. Hey, do you know what movie OG is talking about? Give us a call to the GVM line. 201-730-BKGS. That's 201-730-2547. I think it's true romance. For Maybe. for longtime listeners of this program, they used to play that audio on ONA all the time. I don't remember. All the time. I don't remember. Um, New Mutants, which is, is, is coming in hot and heavy because the film is coming out. Uh, soon, yeah, like tomorrow, Le- less than a year, uh-huh. um, they have now cast their moon star, Danielle Moonstar, aka Psych, um, is going to be portrayed by Blue Hunt. Later, she was Mirage. Yes, she was later on Mirage. I uh, was, I remember her as Mirage. I barely remember her as Psych. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I don't know Blue Hunt. She's a New, newcomer. Sir. She was in the originals, but I don't know. I've never seen the originals, so. Um, of course, we've been getting a bunch of other casting over the past couple of weeks. We've talked about it on this show. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as the um, as Magic, Maisie Williams as Wolfsbane, Charlie Heaton as Cannonball, Henry Zaga as Sunspot. Warlock has yet to be cast. Is Warlock in the movie? Warlock is in the movie, but he has yet to be cast. He'll be CGI. Yeah, he will be CGI. Um, but uh, look, as far as I'm still on board with the New Mutants. I'm still okay with this movie going forward. Um, we'll hopefully we'll talk about who Warlock will be soon. I think it's a big mistake not to put James McAvoy in this film. I just want to get that out there. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that it's his decision to not do it, maybe. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I know okay. there was initial rumors that he was going to be in it, but then not so much. I don't know. Huh. <clears throat> um, what is not being well-received? The Mummy. I guess initial reviews are getting ready oh, to start dropping. Oh. Um, and this oh, is the it's, linchpin. It's painful. This is the linchpin for the dark universe. Right. Like um, Green Lantern. Yeah. They've added the Phantom of the Opera and the Hunchback of Notre Dame um, as characters that will appear in the universe. Yeah. I just want to see how they're going to pull off uh, uh, both of those. <laughs> Any of these. Frankenstein. Bride of Frankenstein. Creature from the Black Lagoon. How are they going to pull off any of them? The Invisible Man? I, I just, you know. Invisible Man's easy. That's the easiest one. And if Johnny Depp is in it, that movie will probably do well. Probably. Unless it's a Pirates movie. Unless it's a Pirates movie. No, actually, Pirates 5 did very well. Well, did 6. It? Five. 5. 5 did very well. Yeah, it was number one in the box office, I think, two weekends in a row. Not this weekend. It opened the week before, didn't it? Oh, I think it opened two weeks back. Oh. Really? I thought yeah. it was last week. Well, All right, either either way. way, it did well. It, it didn't bomb, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, look, The Mummy is not being well-received from what I can tell so far. Um, I suspect that if this bombs really, really, really hard, like like uh, John Carter of Mars hard, whoa, um, whoa. that the Dark Universe might Eesh. be dead. Might be dead. Might be dead. dead. Not, e- not even Dr. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, can resurrect that franchise is my, is, is my guess. Dan Aykroyd, who tried to make himself relevant this past week, uh, blamed director Paul Feig um, and expensive reboots on the Ghostbusters failure. Aykroyd claimed that reboots in excess of 30 to $40 million put the movie out of budget. Um, and that was one of the main reasons why it failed and why we won't be seeing a sequel. Um, Sony has 
kind of countered that and said, no, nah, the reshoots were about three or four million, which is a huge, uh, you know, a huge significant difference. Um, I don't know why Aykroyd felt the need to say this other than, you know, he has a financial interest in the Ghostbusters franchise. And if there is no sequel, then he has no interest. <laughs> so I guess he's a little bit butthurt, but I don't think, nor have I ever thought that it was Paul Feig, any of the actresses, um, the studio that killed that movie. I really do think it was negative press. Um, I think it was some sort of weird movement to kind of squash the movie. Um, because I, I enjoyed it. I've seen it twice. I've enjoyed it both times. It gave us funny Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. I, I, like, I liked uh, Kate McKinnon in it a lot. Yeah, he was, she was all, great. All of them, really. All of but, them, but, but she was great. Yeah, she was amazing. That would be a shame if they didn't do another one of those. I well, I, as far as we know, it's dead. So I don't think that it's happening. But I guess I guess. Oh, Patty Jenkins see. already talking about one of them. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess she's assuming. I, we should have brought this up earlier. I just kind of forgot it was in there. Uh, it's kind of speaking off the cuff, she said her plans for Wonder Woman two were to have it take place in America. Um, the exact quote is the story will take place in the U S which I think is right. Uh, the director said, um, she's wonder woman. She's got to come to America. It's time. And that, that makes sense. It's a natural sure. progression. Plus why would she, why would she not eventually, she has to come to America and, and, and let's hope it's a world war two movie. There you go. <laughs> Cause that would be great. Cause that would be great. Um, before we go on to that story, Okay, we can go oh. on to that story to close out segment one because then we have a lot of trailers and product for segment two. Yeah. So this is the story heard around the world this past week. Unbelievable. Um, one of the nicest gentlemen on the planet. The man known for having the largest Star Wars memorabilia. Um, a huge philanthropist. All-around swell guy. And he's the head of Lucasfilm Fan Relations. Yep. He was, then he wasn't, then he was again, I think. He owns uh, Rancho Obi-Wan. Yeah. Steve... Sansweet, right? Yes, Steve Sansweet. Um, he had over 100 items stolen from his um, personal collection. It's, it's all his personal collection, right? But he had over 100 items, high value items, stolen from his collection. Um, and uh, they know, they're pretty sure they know who did it. A gentleman by the name of Carl Cunningham, who Steve Sansweet said was a very good friend of his. Um, yeah. Which, of course, makes it even more hurtful. Had him at his house. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I have to be honest with you. I, I knew a lot about this story at Celebration. Yeah. So, but since it wasn't public yet, you know, we can't really, we're sure. really talking about it. But now that it's out, uh, and he literally wrote a letter to every member of Rancho Obi-Wan letting them know what's gone on. This guy has come to Rancho Obi-Wan. He stayed at Steve's house. Like, this guy was really close. And he's slowly been pilfering this stuff, apparently, for years. But he made one big mistake. He sold it to another guy yeah. who is friends with Steve Sansweet. Right. And he called this guy up and said, look, look, I'm 95% sure this is yours. Yeah. You know. And apparently- and it's a rocket firing Boba Fett. Yeah, right. There's only like there three. three. Yeah. So. Um, so. Uh, so uh, Steve Sansweet. Uh, um Mark Hamill and Peter Mayhew have already gone onto social media saying, look, you know, uh, you know, obviously if you see something, say something kind of thing. Um, Hamill suggested that Steve 
post a list of what was stolen, um, which I, I think is a smart idea. Sansweet himself has said he's been contacted by a couple of people now, and he knows a handful of pieces are already making their way back to him. Right. Um, but he should make a list public of what's been stolen so people can keep an eye out for it. Near a quarter um, million dollars worth yeah. of stuff. Um, Jordan Hembro has has called upon people who uh, in the toy collecting and toy hunting kind of world to keep their eyes open and mm-hmm. to to participate in that. Okay. Um, I know you're not a fan of his, but but no, it's fine. But I think that's a good thing. Anybody for Anybody getting do. the word out, I'm I'm, I'm that's fine what I mean. with that. That's what I mean. You you know I mean, anybody that's helping Steve out, as far as I'm concerned, is doing a good deed. Especially because when he would host a lot of these tours or events, a lot of that money would go to charity. Yeah. So you're really robbing charity when you rob him. I mean, it's it's a shame, you know. You know what it is? So it's not like some guy who visited and he put one in his pocket. Yeah. This is a guy who kind of friend. He kind of had free walk. Yeah. And he's just pilfering. He's just over a shithead. So, so yeah. So, um, I guess we will continue to post any relevant updates that we get on that. If Absolutely. we see a list that is published, we will share that list so yeah. that if you happen to come across something or see something, you can obviously do something, do the right thing about it. Right. We, we would urge you to do the right thing about it. Um, and, and, and there's that. So we are going to take our first break. Big Kev. <laughs> yes. Our first break. Our only break. Right here on uh, Big Kev's. Geek Stuff, episode 456, uh, the one we're calling Stupid Spoilers. Build your own R2-D2, the ultimate interactive droid. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Call toll-free now on 877-544-6779 or go to buildr2d2.com and we'll send you your first monthly pack, including four magazines and model parts. All for just $9.99. Your R2-D2 model comes complete with voice recognition, sensors, remote control app and camera, plus magazines packed with fascinating behind-the-scenes facts. Explore the amazing world of building the galaxy, droid directory, understanding robotics, as well as your easy step-by-step assembly guide. Start building your favorite droid today. This offer is not available in stores, so go online to buildr2d2.com or call toll-free now and get your first monthly pack for just $9.99 today. Model Space. Hey, this is Adam West from uh, Batman and Family Guy and a few other things. Who is it this time, Commissioner Joker, Egghead, Riddler, King Tut? And you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Come on, Robin, to the Batcave. We haven't one moment to lose.
And we are back. Yes. It's a lovely tune, isn't it? I don't know anything about that one. A, we've talked about it on the show, I thought. Maybe not. Maybe it was one of the weeks you weren't here. Sir, 11 years. No, no, no. Like, no, this is only, this is new. This is only in the last month or two that this really, came out. I don't remember. So someone did the entire Sgt. Pepper's album. Um, Star Wars card. It's very funny. It's worth finding. Are you sure we'll talk about it? It might have been a day you were Was it on a different show, maybe? That no, it was definitely it? on the show because it was with PK that we had discussed it. Was PK doing the other show? No. Okay. I don't think he's ever done that show. <laughs> You're right. Um, but uh, that's not true. He might have done it once, like way, way long ago. When it oh, got yeah. to but, uh, but yeah, so uh, during the break, of course, we heard Build R2-D2. Yes, the one half scale. Is that right? One half. Yeah, it's technically half scale. Yeah. Uh, R2-D2 uh, from Model Space. Uh, you're going to go over to buildr2d2.com yes. to check it out. You know, we've been talking about all the fantastic things that uh, this R2-D2 does when you build it. This is from the same people who brought you the absolutely incredible buildmillenniumfalcon.com, yes. which you can still go and be a part of, as far as I know. Uh, Going to talk about one of the features this week, OG, extending arms. Yay! Uh, and it says, as in the movies, R2-D2 can extend his spacecraft linkage and control arms on command. Uh, and they also operate when R2-D2 is in autonomous AI mode. The flaps on his body conceal hidden droid manipulator arms and probes, uh, which you can extend at will. Nice. Yeah. So just another terrific feature in a series of terrific features that we've already discussed about buildr2d2.com. Man, I'm telling you, OG, I really think you need to get on this one, sir. I feel you. Um, because it's pretty incredible. We're, we're, we're not even out of, uh, features to talk about. Yet. I know it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, uh, and of course, once again, you can go to build r2d2.com and isn't there a phone number OG? There is a phone number that you can call if you'd like to get on board with this. It's 877-544-6779. So you know the drill. They send you a few parts yeah. every month. You're putting it together. You're reading. They got materials. They got, you know, easy how-to and so on and so forth. Absolutely amazing. I, I, this is a, I believe this is an incredible, incredible thing, especially following that amazing Millennium Falcon. So get on board, Star Wars fans. And Big Kev's Geek Stuff fans. And go to buildr2d2.com. Let's uh, quick one-two punch our way through a couple of trailers. Then we got some product and some comic book related things we're going to talk about. Yeah, you mean the, the comic book yeah. related thing that the show that the show's name is named? Yeah. Uh, three new Dark Tower TV previews hit. Each one about a minute long, I think. Um, it continues to look good. Watch them. I mean, it, the movie <laughs> looks solid, you know? And I mean, I've seen some criticism, but... Um, PK is on board and he's the biggest Dark Tower fan I know. If he's on board, that gives me much less pause. All right, all right, all right. Um, Traitor of Mars, a new animated Starship Trooper sequel, is going to get a one day Fathom event on Monday, August 21st. Um, it's uh, the trailer dropped this week. And it looks really good. And will it really watching the trailer for it? And I suggest you go and seek it out. Watching the trailer for it, I was pretty much like, "Oh, wait, I had other promos I want to do. We'll have to do them. We'll do them after this, maybe." Um, watching the trailer, I thought, you know, there's a franchise that's ripe for a reboot. 
like a proper reboot. Like, like I'd love to see someone actually take the original source material and adapt it. You know, the only people that have done it somewhat faithfully, to my recollection, are the Japanese. Yeah, I know. But, but out of I don't the- really recall how faithful that was, but I just remember, I remember at the time thinking, well, this is a lot closer to the book than I read than this movie. Right. And, and, and these, this is now the second sequel, I think, or third sequel to the original movie, all animated. This is all, a direct sequel. Correct. Uh, where the um, other ones were kind of like, yeah, mm, maybe. but they were in the same universe though. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. And the um, Roughnecks right. TV show. Um, right. But I, I actually, I don't know. I kind of think Starship Troopers has legs for TV or for film if it got rebooted properly. Well, I have to tell you, uh, if I'm being honest, I, I wasn't a big fan of the movie, and that's fine. Uh, I'm such a big fan of so many other uh, Heinlein books uh-huh. that I would so much rather see so many of the rest of them get done. All right. Rather than beating this horse. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, I, I don't know. I mean, well, what are the Heinlein titles would you like to see? Is it because stranger in a strange land? How about right. we just take that one? All right. I mean, and that doesn't. Even... I'm not even. I'm not disagreeing oh, with I'm you. Just I was just saying. curious. I was just picking you. That's just the one off the top of my head. All right. And there are others. There's a new Transformers: The Last Night TV spot. No one gives a shit. Um, the article <laughs> that I read titled it "Every Explosion You Can Imagine," and that's exactly right with it. It's here's so. The, bad. So here's the truth. No one gives a shit, but I will go see it in the theater probably because I'm a because I'm a Transformers fan. I've. Seen them all in the theater. So you're a glutton. There are parts of each movie. The first two movies I pretty much liked through and through. The two after, the two after that, there were bits that I liked. You're going to see you if know. Sir Anthony Hopkins has any more than 10 minutes in this film. I think he's an important role in the film. And who he owes a favor to. Yeah, exactly. In order for that to happen. Michael Bay. Um, so, yeah. Um, very quickly tied to this, Hasbro has announced one of their other San Diego exclusives this past week that's tied to the Transformers franchise Ugh. in this film. It's a deluxe Optimus Prime figure. It looks kind of cool. If you're, if you're an Optimus Prime fan, if you're a Transformer collector, it's definitely something you're going to want to add to your collection. Um, check out awesometoyblog.com for all of the San Diego exclusives. He's got a really great comprehensive list, and this, I'm sure, is on there. Attention, West Coast Scott. Yeah. No one wants this one. No You're one good. wants this one. You're okay. Um, new clip dropped from, and this is a clip. It's not a trailer from the new animated Spider-Man series that's coming this summer to Disney XD. It's really taking advantage of Homecoming. In the in the clip, he's wearing the homemade Spider-Man outfit oh, really? that he wears in Homecoming. That said, it looks funny and it looks cute. And he's fighting Scorpion, and it looks like a Spider-Man cartoon. And since I've pretty much watched almost every Spider-Man cartoon that they've put out at this point in some way, shape, or form, am I excited for it? Sure. It's more true to Spider-Man than the book is. Wow. So, you know, he's got that going what for What isn't? Yeah, exactly. Um, there was another trailer. Spider-Man and his amazing friends, friends yeah. is more true to the character. Than the book is. Uh, um, there was a new trailer that dropped also for Spike's uh, adaptation of The Mist. Um, but it it's looks a good. series, not a movie, right? Uh, no, it's a, it's a oh, series. It... It's a movie. It's a direct-to-TV movie, but oh, it is a movie, yeah. I thought it was a series. I don't believe so. Um, it, looks, it looks good. It looks good. I'm interested in seeing it. I'll definitely check it out. That's it. Check it out. Seek it out. 
I'm sure there are other ones. I thought it was a series. Okay. Um, Quickly going back to promos and plugs and whatnot. um, Last week we talked about Willow. This is Kyle Kerwan's and Urban Vinyl Daily's Kickstarter project. The bones tell me nothing. (laughs) Um, uh, Kyle, by the way, reposted our show post this week on, uh, on his Instagram page you should go file follow him on instagram there's a link on our show post um he just went a little hashtag heavy i I mean at one point one of the hashtags was come to five points next year you bums so hey (laughs) i was gonna go to five points sir we love kyle we love sarah we love urban vinyl daily we love willow go support the kickstarter campaign they are uh, they are just over $3,000 out of $10,500 with about three weeks left to go. So they're, they're well on their way and this easily could make its funding goal. So, um, I think that you should check that out. And one other plug I wanted to throw out there as well. This is for an Indiegogo campaign. Um, and it, uh, a friend of, a friend of mine, um, is involved in the project. It's called the theater of terror and it's, um, do I know this friend? Uh, you do not know this friend, okay. but you know people who have worked with this friend, though. Okay. KJ has worked with this gentleman oh. before on independent horror films. Kihende? Um, Kihende. Um, Tom Ryan is the gentleman's name. And The Theater of Terror is an anthology film. So it's got four 15-minute movies that okay. make up the theater of terror and watching the video. The video was also posted in our show link. Um, it kind of reminded me of amazing stories. Oh yeah. But with horror. Got it. Like that kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's four kind of independent stories. Right. They follow a specific character and each one is unique. Like Friday the thirteenth, the series. No one no one talks about Friday the thirteenth, the series. <laughs> all right. The thing that Jason never appeared in at all. It was, it was so not it related was so to him. I only remember one episode. It was the magician episode. Where he was throwing the knives at someone. And I think they actually impaled the person. It was terrible. But check out Theater of Terror. The Indiegogo campaign. They're looking to raise $10,000 at just over $2,500 now. Um, they are well on their way to making that as well. The video and the link is also in the show notes. Comic books this week. Oh, yeah. Um, That's kind of the crux of it. So isn't it? Uh, my joke earlier about... Uh, oh, I, that, was, that was off the air. I, I said the I, no. I said the I said the ID that I wanted to use this week was Ash. Hello, is this thing yeah, on? Is this thing on? Was Ash because this week a uh, new comic came out? Um, Ash versus the Army of Darkness again. Um, well, no, the previous one was just Army of Darkness. The TV show is Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, so this is Ash versus the Army of Darkness. Um, so I, I picked that. It's only ninety nine cents too. It had a promo price for this week, so I picked it's that up. A zero issue. Um, Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Number one came so, out this so week. So let's talk There's about that. a new that. Darth Vader series. Mm-hmm. I believe it's ongoing. It is ongoing. The, so, the previous series ended. Yes. Yeah. I believe this series, uh, which is ongoing, yes. is... Um, a mid midquel. Uh, yeah. So I haven't read the whole thing yet, in fairness. I haven't. I haven't read it yet either. Okay. But the beginning uh-huh. is the end scene from episode three. Right. Which they have taken liberties with. Taken liberties with. Look, that end scene of episode three is probably one of the most no! criticized moments. No, no. Right? I mean, it's really. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Interesting. It's pretty rough. It's a little so they've reworked it. A little bit. Yeah. And this story kind of takes, teaches, tells you the tale of what happens between three 
and eventually leading up to Rogue One. One assumes. Which is, a, well, if it's an ongoing series, they could easily span yeah, sure, most of that sure, time, sure. depending on how long it's ongoing, right, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, so that came out this week. Um, it looks pretty interesting. It's yep. definitely worth checking out. Um, I actually went back today and started reading Vader, the, the prior series, because I really want to read Dr. Aphra. So I'm going to read Vader, catch up with that. I'll read Vader down. And then I will pick up Afra, um, and those the the original Vader series and Vader Down are available on Marvel Unlimited. So if you subscribe to that, um, you can get most of those issues for free through Marvel. Well, not for free, but right. as part of your Marvel Unlimited subscription. Marvel Unlimited. Um, the other big book to drop this week was which the new was... Green Arrow, which was amazing. Oh, it uh, <laughs> f- oh, no. uh, it actually it actually was a really good issue this week. But no, the big book to drop this week was Batman number twenty four. Do you see that picture I sent you? The no. Green Arrow Golden Age Volume One. Oh, I did. Kind of yeah, yeah. I kind of want that. Yeah. Kind of need that. Really yeah. is, is where I'm going. That's yeah. not out yet, though, right? No, no, no. It's, it's coming. Solicited. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Batman Twenty Four dropped this week. Yeah, with no fanfare whatsoever. So there was nothing in the solicitation for Batman Twenty Four that would lead you to believe anything of import right. was occurring. But leave it to. Mass media. Leave it to major outlets, which I don't understand. I think, I think honestly, they should be ashamed and they should stop getting these stories. They are. Well, I think it's a leak. Yeah, there's, maybe. There's a lot of leaks. Yeah. DC has lots of leaks. Look at Comey right on that. They're He's huge. Not doing they're ginormous. Yeah. Uh, and I think this is exactly what happened. So it's, it's a shame because it really did pull well, the pull the. Rug out right, from underneath it. Right out. And you know what's worse is because now, of course, retailers right. are getting slaughtered because speculators. I watched a video today on uh, on uh, Retailer X's yes. website uh-huh. um, where he kind of discussed this a little bit and he, he talked about it on Facebook so as well. speculators yeah. are, have lost their freaking minds because they can't. You know, right. whatever your local comic book store is is ordering a Batman, there would have been no reason for the retailer to adjust that number based on... There was no advance warning, if right. you will. There was no like, well, you might... There so might maybe it was something. an intentional leak. Well, I don't know. But the point is, is that A, DC could have sold a lot more books. Right. Uh, B, they really left the retailers yeah, high and now dry. Now they get to do six printings with different well, covers for each one. That's Marvel. That's not DC. Doesn't do that. They might do one. They do reprintings, and they I, do I mul- they say, do more than one. I didn't say DC didn't do reprints, and they do more than one. They, they don't do five. No, they but they go as high as three. At least I've seen in the past. In so the, in the distant past, no, fi- New Fifty Two. Really? Yeah, Batman One from New Fifty Two, right? Which was the well, first Snyder first, issue. That's why. Because I, that book was super I understand, popular. But yeah, but it was super popular after it came well, out based on the success of it. Let's talk about anyway, what it is. Well, we're not gonna well, are we gonna spoil it? Absolutely. So, all right. So if you haven't we're not gonna spoil it, right, look so at the news. If you haven't read it yet, right, and you haven't seen the spoiler elsewhere online, this is your chance to tap out. Right. In five, four, three, two, Selena Cotton. <laughs> all right. Bruce proposes proposes. To Selena Kyle. To Selena Kyle. In the last panel of the episode. The last issue. page of the episode. Now, the issue outside of that snippet of a story is a great issue. Right. Because it follows directly on the heels of what took place in the button storyline. Right. Which is Batman is dealing with having, having seen Thomas Wayne 
from an alternate timeline as Batman, and he gets to talk to his father, essentially. Right. And he's dealing with that kind of fallout because it kind of throws him into a bit of an emotional, deep introspective. And and I will say that I agree with Retailer X's insight um, on this new Batman that we've got going on. He is driven a, he's driven by a bit more personal emotion um, than he has in the past, his own motivations. And he's really dealing with repercussions of being Batman and the effects it has on the people around him and what that means for him personally. And this is a great continuation of that in this issue. And as you read the issue, it makes absolute sense why it ends that way, why it ends with him proposing to Selena Kyle, because the issue really deals with him kind of wanting more than just being Batman. He says in the issue, I'm not happy. I do it to be happy, but I'm not happy. I right. fail at being happy. And he's talking to Claire, which is one half of that team. I forget the name of the dynamic duo that they were. Uh-huh. But um, but if you recall, uh, her brother had died previous in the previous issues right. of this series. Um, Claire was directly affected by Bane and Psycho Pirate. Um, in the prior, prior issues and finally just got cured um, in the last issue, I right. think, before Button. So um, this is him and her kind of talking and she's asking for Bruce's guidance. Should I be a superhero? Should I not be a superhero? What do you want? What do you think? And Bruce really has to think deep. And his conclusion is, I'm not happy. I want more than just Batman. Right. How do I get more than just Batman? I have to spend more time being Bruce. Well, how is Bruce happy? Well, Bruce is happy with Selena. I'm going to propose to Selena Kyle. Right. Um, and that's where it ends. It ends with the proposal. She doesn't say yes. She didn't say no. That's it. He's on bended knee. Right. Holding up a ring. Yep. Um, I think it's a good issue. I do too. I really like it. But I know it. But I, I have a really good idea of what I think is going Now, is this based on what you think you know? Or do you have some sort of insight? No, no. The only insight I have is I have seen issue 25. Okay. Through my ubiquitous clandestine informants. Right. I have seen issue 25. Right. I've read Which comes the out in two weeks or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Uh, and and uh, I'm not going to spoil what happens in there. Right. But pretty big return. Yeah. No, it's, uh, no one will really be surprised right. by it. Right. And what I think is going to happen is I think they're setting up Catwoman's death. I can see that. It's sad. It's mm-hmm. going to really gonna make rock. waves. Well, if you think about what you just said about Bruce. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Absolutely. But, I mean, that's that's a now, character is, that's who. Pure speculation sure. on my part. I'm not saying it's happening next right. issue. It won't. It'll be a while, I think. But I think that's what they're heading towards. Catwoman is one of those characters. Considering all the characters involved yeah. and no, their no. histories regarding that sort of thing. I think for sure. Yeah. That I, I, I'm at least, I'm at least semi, uh, I'm at least semi, I guess a semi sure is not the right word. I'm at, I'm at least, I feel really uh, good about the fact that they could go in that direction and I think they're kind of laying out why. All right. Well, so. look, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about 25 when it comes out a little bit. And we'll see where it goes from there. You had some product that you brought to the studio with you. Do you want to? Yeah. You, you don't want to do, do yours? Um, well, I want to do that first. And if we have enough time, I want to do this. Because we're a little long. So we're not long. 
Uh, so, uh, I brought today, uh, brand new from Funko. I've been so excited about this since Toy Fair, and now I have it. Yes. <laughs> Funko got a Batman classic TV series 66 license. Three and three quarters. To do three and three quarters, right? Which they're kind of doing in that sort of reaction. Sort of, yeah. Sort of, except they have a few more points of articulation. Yeah, right. They're a little bit more... Right articulate than that so i got uh the first release is the batmobile with with batman and robin yep uh classic yeah and the thing is amazing uh it's got all the you know it's 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 pulled right off of the car and so on i gotta tell you if for some reason you didn't want like a batman and robin figure as well right like you're just a batmobile collector that's just a great representation of the Batmobile. Like, yeah, in three and three quarters. In three and three quarters, it is a fantastic '66 Batman. That's a right. That's that's like a that's a showcase piece at a reasonable price because yeah. it's Funko, right? And it's not high end, right? Uh, so let's talk about that. Sure. I'm very specific when it comes to Batman in particular. Okay, right. So I do like the '66 stuff. I do like the animated series stuff. Other the cowl is a little very, weird, though, no? No. It's actually, if you look at it, what they've done is they've used the coloring to highlight where the light normally the light, would hit it, right? Okay. Um, yeah, I know. A lot of people feel that way. Yeah. But that's, no, that's, if you look at it, that's accurate. Um, so here's the great thing. A couple of years ago, you remember Mattel got the Batman 66 license. Well, they already had Batman, but they got the 66 license. They put out an amazing line of six-inch figures. Yep. They did a Batmobile in six-inch. They did Batman and Robin. They did a bunch of cool sets. They did Joker. They did, like, surfing Batman. Yeah, I remember. Joker. They were cool. Yeah, they did. The last one they did, actually, came out, I think it came out at the end of last year, was, like, the Bat Computer. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it was a nice set. Really good stuff. Didn't really do that well. Unfortunately, because, you know, I think it is a bit niche still. It is. But here's the other mistake, I think. Well, not mistake, but here's here's one of the reasons I love Funko. Funko has decided out of the gate, we're not going for the Riddler. Yeah. The Penguin, the Joker, all the ones that, you know, they are doing Catwoman and they are doing Batgirl. Makes total sense. Right. I wish they'd do Batgirl with a bike. Maybe we'll still get that at some sure, point. Sure, maybe it'll be an exclusive or something. However, the villains, yeah. and Catwoman is included, obviously, but the villains in Series 1 are the TV Mr. Freeze, yep. King Tut, yeah. and Bookworm. Yeah, we saw these at Toy Fair, and we nearly lost them. Oh, my God. They yeah. look so cool. And and to get Batman in three and three-quarter based on the 60s TV show is just terrific. It's Funko. This set probably going to run you about fifty bucks for the car and two figures. Pretty That's nice, not though. bad. No, uh, and, and I'm telling you, I mean, I'm so excited about. We think about the set. figures when you think about the figures carded. Probably would go for anywhere between nine and eleven dollars, depending on where you picked it up. I would think. I would think, right? Yeah. So that's almost twenty bucks and change yep. for just the carded figures. So you're paying the thirty bucks for the Batmobile. But I'm telling you, when you see it, it's a really nice yeah. piece for a three and three quarter yeah. Batmobile that I think is. It feels heavy, so maybe it's got definitely some metal elements to yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it's it's detailed, really nice. The figures go in it, which is also yep. great. I mean, how do you go wrong there? I feel you. How do you go wrong? So anyway, check that out. Uh, that series is coming. This is the first foray, and good for them. And what do you got there, OG? Uh, from QMX and Loot Crate, I got the new um, 
cargo crate box. Ooh, is that the one based? Uh, well, Serenity. I'm not saying it. We don't have the sound, so. Um, but anyway, this box you is. Can say it was the point. I could say it. Yes, I could say Firefly. Ha ha. Uh, this box is Miranda. Is the is the sticker and kind of the shipping destination of the, for the box, and it is all River uh, River Tam. I almost said River Song. It is all River Tam themed. So um, uh, the the planetary card that comes in the box is a Miranda card. The pin in this month's box is the Fruity Odie Bar. <laughs> Fruity pin. Odie so now, Bar. For those of you who don't remember, the Fruity Odie Bar commercial in Serenity was the trigger right. or one of her triggers that set her off. Let so, me see that fig, sir. So hold on. We're getting to um, it. We're getting I'm to getting it. ahead. There's a Miranda sticker that comes with it as well. Miranda. The Signal, which is the magazine that oh, comes nice. each month, uh-huh. is all about Summer Glau and, of course, rim- River. There is an inflatable Reaver axe <laughs> okay. that, that comes with it, which I thought was really cute. The T-shirt. Is uh is like the octopus from the fruity Odie, right? Oh, let me see. But it's got all like the binary oh, nice. behind it. Oh, that's awesome. That's nice. You know what I like about a lot of these t-shirts? They've released a bunch of these shirts that are exclusive to these boxes. That if you were not an actual real fan of the series, right. you would not know what it was. It just looks like it a just cool looks shirt. like kind of a cool design. I like yeah. that though, because it kind of makes them stand out. Nice. Um they you, are you, on series you, two of you, the you I'm keep, saving that for last. No, no, you keep you keeping that one for you. That shirt? Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm, I'm keeping just, all of them. I know. I haven't I haven't <laughs> I haven't gotten rid of a single thing from any of these. I know. Boxes. I, I, I think that's worth mentioning. Yeah, no. I have like there are almost every other box that I subscribe to, right? There's something in the box where I'm like, I'm gonna let this I'll go. Need this Poe Dameron patch. I'll need it. <laughs> I'll need this chewy pin. I'll need it. Yep, I got you. Um, the cubits that they've been releasing only in these boxes. Right. They keep telling me that they're going to release them to series eventually. Uh-huh. They're on series two. Uh, the last box, if you remember, I got Badger. Right, I remember. This box, I got Kaylee. Kaylee in the dress. From Shindig. From the episode wow. Shindig. It's a great figure. Wow, that's so yeah. cool. So You're just never going to get all of those, are you? I, I am. If I have to go to eBay, eventually I will. But I'm really hoping that they eventually release Holy them. crap. And then in the, uh, I forget what they call this line. This line is the, the piece Mini de Masters. The Mini Masters. Wow. Line this is River. Wow. And it is a scene from the episode, The Train Job. Yeah. Which is, which is the second episode of Firefly. So if you recall on that episode, they're on the train uh, and no. they go to the they go to the town. Isn't that the pilot? No, the pilot is. Uh, I thought the train job was episode one. Oh, it might be. I'm sorry. You're right. It might be the pilot. Yeah. Episode two, I think, was Bushwhacked. I think you're Bushwhack, right. I think, is the one that Fox showed first. Right. You're, you're and, correct. And then showed. Correct. The train job second. Right. No one any fucking no clue what's going on. So anyway, in that episode, River is wearing like a pink sweater and a um, a different shade of pink, like skirt, skirt or dress, and she's wearing the tall kind of like Doc Martin type boots. Right. And there's the one scene where the whole town is sort of doing a dance at a festival. Yeah. And she's kind of off dancing by herself in this weird moment of tranquility for right. her. Right. Which is 
unique for her because she's generally speaking troubled, especially in those early episodes where she troubled. Have, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't have full control of what's going on with her. Um, but it's a great representation of the character. Wow, all uh, of these have been amazing. They are amazing. They haven't faltered on a single one. Now, I, I've said it time and time again. It's if you are a fan of this franchise, yeah, this is by far the best box and product line to oh, come yeah. out. Like totally agree possibly ever. Totally agree. It's with amazing. You. Let me ask you a question. Sure. So have they gone through the whole main cast yet? No, they okay. have not. They have skipped a few. Simon has not gotten his go. Is he next? He might be next. Okay. So they did they did the main ones. They did they did uh Jane, Zoe, Wash, Mal, and Mal. Right. Um they did Saffron. Yes. They did book. Right. And now they're doing River. River. So Simon. Oh, and they, I'm sorry, they did Kaylee. Right. Actually, I don't think they've done Mal. I think they skipped Mal because Kaylee was the first box. Oh, that's right. Followed by Jane. Right. Followed by Zoe. In in Studio Q. Or followed by Wash, followed by Zoe. Right. So, um, so Mal. So Mal, they have not done Mal. So now that's, that's, that's interesting. That's a gamble. Right. Because if, God forbid, they didn't continue the line, they don't get to Mal. How does that happen? Oh, man. But they are continuing the line well, because they're good. already into the second subscription series. So Mal and Mal, Simon, Simon are left from the main crew. Right. And then they start going into other characters. What I suspect is I suspect we'll get a Reaver at some point. Okay. Um, oh, I don't think we've gotten a Nari yet either. So you still need a Nara. Mal, so still Simon, three, three mains to three go. mains, okay. and I think a Reaver, a Reaver, because because outside of that, outside of those characters, and Saffron, which was kind of played a big role in two episodes, one right. episode, two one episode. episode. Who do you, who do you go to next? Do you start picking? You pick other villains, Badger. Yeah, maybe Badger would be a good one since he had multiple roles and was in the film. Could you, I was gonna say you could do a movie box and have. Uh... Uh, you could do the the bad guy from um lo- um uh the ep- the the really good episode with Mal and Wash yeah yeah where they're tortured I can't think of that guy's name I can't think of it but either. you know who I'm talking yeah, about yeah. that he yeah. would be a good one but you could do um, the bad guy from the movie yeah uh, oh yeah uh, uh the the I can't remember his name uh, the oh my god it's okay it's okay honey. It's okay, sweetie. Don't hurt yourself. There are, we know who he is. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the sword. The guy with the sword. The I, I guy think of it. with the sword. You could also do... Um, I was thinking, what's his name? Um, you could also do Earl... Uh, 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 the, the guy in the last episode of the series, which is... Yes. Mm-hmm. Wh- who who kind of kidnaps River yeah. and takes over the ship. And uh, I can't think of his name either. Um, wow, I'm drawing <laughs> total blanks. Wh- you better sit down and watch these again. Covert. No, I was thinking, covert, uh, what what's his name? His name? Who, who's the guy, the communications guy? The, communication. the guy who's like, has the feed. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Mr. Mr. World Mr. or what whatever Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe. Yeah. And his lovely companion. Yeah. That would be an interesting twofer. Yeah, there, there. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of play. Yeah, there's a lot of play that they can do with. There's a lot of characters that they can go to. Um, I think, though, in all seriousness, I think a Reaver is probably. I think a Reaver is the next get go, because the Reavers are probably the next most iconic, impactful character. Right from both series, they were the main, the sort of the main bad guy. Right in the movie. 
They definitely played a role in more than one episode of the TV series. They're also the piece that they've done the most other product from already. They've done the Reaver ship. They've done Serenity as a Reaver ship. Oh, they did a Serenity one also. Oh, they did Serenity in the in the in the Master series. Right. Um, they've done Reavers in the action figure line. They did so. I don't. Reavers seems like a pretty good. They didn't do Reavers in yes. the Funko line. They did not do a Reaver in the Funko they line. They did it now. in the original. Um, but who knows? But they were already in their second year of the subscription, so it's it's good for at least the second year. Good. Let's hopefully do it. it goes into a third. I, year. I agree with you. I don't know anybody that gets this box that's ever disappointed. I don't I know, know anybody that's ever opened up one of these boxes and been like, God, this box Fuck sucks. It. Like, no, like you just no. So anyway, check them out. Uh, next week, I think I'll have another subscription box to talk oh. about. So we can talk about that next week. Well. And um, with that, Big Kev. Yes, OG, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. The way we end some episode. Wait a minute. What? You didn't do any of the plugs. Oh, oh. Well, do the plugs. Wow, you don't are, forget. You, you can Speedy McGonzalez. Sorry. Uh, don't forget, you can find us online over at bkgeekstuff.com, facebook.com backslash bkgeekstuff, YouTube channel is bkgeekstuff. On the social media, I am geekstuffog on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, on the PlayStation Network. I am Big Kev GS on the Xbox Network, and I'm bkgeekstuff on the other social medias. And uh, K.R. Marlowe for PK on Twitter and Instagram. You can check him out there. And um, I think it, now... Is that what his is? I believe it is, yes. And with that, OG, uh, since you've remembered the end of the show... Yes. Uh, we will bring this episode of Big Kev's Geek Stuff to a close. Episode 456, the one we called Stupid Spoilers. Uh, the way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, OG's free time, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. Roads go ever, ever on Over rock and under tree by caves where never sun has shone By streams that never find the sea Roads go ever, ever on Under cloud and under star Yet feet that wandering have gone We'll turn at last to home afar Over snow by winter sown And through the merry flowers of June Over grass and over stone Under the mountains in the moon Roads go ever over rock and under tree My caves where never sun has shone By streams that never find the sea